Welcome to Bible Education Institute Church Services. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, the topic will be, what is truth? What is truth? Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 40, says this, according to Christ, when he was speaking. He says, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. So whatever you're, whatever you listen to, whatever you sit under, you're going to be like the one who's teaching you. And so what I suggest is to sit under a, a Bible-believing, biblical-knowledge person who's going to teach you not only whatever you need to learn, but with God, not know God. Because if you have education, like knowing stuff without God, it's not an education. Because the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. It's the fear of God. If we don't have God in our education, you're not going to have morality. You're not going to know right from wrong. But right from wrong, God puts the Ten Commandments within us, within our souls. So we know what's right and wrong because you know automatically killing is wrong, lying is wrong. We're going to be convicted of it. Whether you're a Christian or not, doesn't matter. So whatever you sit under, the best way to go is put God in it and know the word of God because that's what's going to give you life and true wisdom to understand what, why you're here, uh, what you're doing, where are you going. Know the Bible because it's already in there. Believe it or not, all the problems that we face today, people think it's not in the Bible. It is. Everything's in the Bible. There's the, the Bible says in Ecclesiastics um, from Solomon, and who's the wisest person in the whole world, said this, there's nothing new under the sun. So, uh, murder has always been there. Stealing's always been there. Lying's always been there. Adultery's always been there. Murdering children's always been there, which now the name is abortion. It's always been there. Homosexuality's always been there. It's all in the Bible. And it tells you why these things are bad or good. But if you're sitting under someone who's teaching you their prejudices instead of a good learning system where it's balanced, where you hear the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, but they also teach the Bible, the Word of God, which America was founded under. We were founded with the Bible. Everything we have today, our laws, our constitution, everything comes from the Word of God. The founders were Christians. The lie today is all they're all non-Christian. It's a lie. There's documented proof from the beginning that they were men of God. Mm -hmm. And the least founder or, or the least religious founders, which were very religious, but what they considered today to be not that religious was Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson, but they were very 
religious, they all knew the Bible and they all contributed and did all they could for the cause of Christ. So what it was meaning is that the majority were all preachers, you know, uh, reverends and all this. Those two were not, but they believed in the word of God and they promoted the word of God. So remember, what you sit under is what you're going to learn. So if you're sitting under ungodly people, all you have uh, university teachers, PhDs, and all this kind of stuff who really have no common sense. They don't know the Bible, therefore they have no common sense. They're going to teach you what they don't know. If you sit under a pastor that don't know the Bible, they're going to teach you what they don't know. And believe me, there's a lot out there. There's so much to sift through. So... Truth comes from the Bible. Real truth comes from the Word of God. If you know the Word of God, you go to know truth. And like I always say, if you watch these videos, you go to hear it. Read the Bible daily <laughs> without fail and do what it says. And I have a little add-on to that. Then meditate or think on what you read. Then apply it. This is called application. You apply what you have learned, but you have to meditate on it. That means just don't read it, but read it. Read some, think about it, pray about it. Read some, think about it, pray about it. So you can understand what you're reading. And then, um, then you need to apply it because when you apply it, then you have application. If you go, if you're in high school, if you go to college, whatever, whether it's community college or university or whatever it may be, you go to learn about application. Because what you're reading and what you study, you have to apply it, you know. And that's where you learn uh, macro ways and micro, uh, micro ways and all the different uh, verbs that they use in uh, the universities. But the main thing is application. All this has applications to it. That means you're learning from it. You're learning from what happened, the good and the bad, so you can apply it to your life and make your life better. But not just that, but know about eternal life. That's why you need to go to a place that teaches biblical truth. That's real truth. Without it, it's a lie. Because then you're just going by what... By all the biases that people have, and people have a lot of biases, especially today. Did you know at one time that here in America, that the beginning for about the first couple hundred years, um, that that if you didn't know the Word of God, you were shamed. Say you don't know the word. What you don't know this? What's wrong with you? Now. If you know the word of God, wow, where'd you get that from? Oh, really? You know the Bible? Wow. That's kind of where we've come down to. Do you know? Do you know that um, before the 1920s, that schools would go to the eighth grade? Because by the time you got there, you were good to go. You knew more than, than those in colleges and PhDs of today. You can go to Wall Builders. It's online uh, with David Barton, and he teaches all this stuff. And he has the over 150,000 doc documents, original documents, or copies of original documents uh, that he's collected through the years, and he can prove all this. But before uh, uh, he's given tests to PhDs of today, 
and no one has yet been able to pass the I'm here the eighth grade um, exit test back then. No one has been able to pass that. The eighth grade exit test. PhDs have been in college forever, and they can't pass it. That just shows you how far down we've come. Because God has been removed from our education. But from what I'm hearing, and this is um, this is February 2020, from what I'm hearing, there's resurgence of America getting back to God, which made our country great with the principles. It's the principles that never change. They put godly principles in, therefore it doesn't change. Here's what Paul, the Apostle Paul, was saying in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Paul was excited with the Berean Jews who, who were Christians, but they challenged everything. They didn't believe what people just told them. They wanted to know where you got it from. And so it's questioning, question and examine to see if it is true or challenge. The Acts 17.11, the NIV New International Version says this. Now the Berean Jews were of noble character than those in Thessalonica. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So what? What's that main thing you see in there? It said that the Berean Jews examined the scriptures every day to see if it was true. Not every other day, not once a week, not once a month. So in other words, in the modern language, let me decipher this for you. In other words, read the Bible every day without fail and do what it says. And then meditate on it and apply it to your life. This is what they did. Therefore, they were never fooled. If you don't know the word of God, you become gullible to everything. The word of God gives you truth. So if you want to know what truth is, it's the word of God. It comes straight from the Bible. And here's what Paul, well, let me see. In Matthew chapter 7, 15, 16, here's what Jesus was saying. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. People say, you can't judge people. Well, apparently you can, according to Jesus. He says, you'll judge them by their fruits. If it, because look, good fruit can't come from a bad tree. Only good fruit comes from a good tree and bad fruit comes from a bad tree. If you plant lemons expecting to get an apple, you're not going to eat it. If you, if you plant lemons, you go get lemons. If you plant apple seeds, you go get an apple. If you plant corn, you go to get corn. But if you plant corn thinking you go to get um, carrots, it's not happening. What you plant is what you're going to get. I mean, this stuff's really simple. It's not rocket science, you know. And I'm trying to make the Bible as simple as possible to understand. Because I'd rather have you understand it and critically think. I want you to critically think of what you're hearing 
and what you're reading so you can understand it. Because the Lord's made this fairly easy. If you ever hear people say it's complicated because they don't want to do it. That's the main reason why. Oh, it's too complicated. I can't do it. No. Okay. Go to Acts chapter 20, verses 29 to 30. Acts chapter 20, verses 29 to 30. And this is, uh, okay. For I know this, that after my departure, it's Paul talking, after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. So not only are you going to have uh, savage wolves coming from the outside, but there's also wolves from the inside. And I've been around that, you know. I've been around a group of people that seem to get along and all of a sudden somebody in there, something happens to them, they get mad or uh, pride comes within them or whatever and then they just start just slowly going around and, and just um, tearing up everything and like they think they're trying to help but they're actually destroying because they're not doing it in God. They're critical, they got critical spirits. They tear you down. They talk about other people. And it's in the churches also. So if you got a Bible-believing congregation, a Bible-believing and knowing congregation who reads the Bible every day without fail and doing what it says, you're going to eliminate most of those problems. There's always going to be someone there but everybody will recognize it because they know the word of God for themselves and no one can fool you. Amen. And that's what we're here to do at Bible Education Institute is to teach you the word of God, make the Bible simple to understand and to answer all the questions people have because the Bible has all the answers to every question you can come up with, I don't care what it is. Because the Bible has principles that never change. That's why America works. Because we have principles that never change. As long as we stick to those principles, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And if every country does puts these principles in from the Word of God, they'll have the same blessings. God will bless you. Not only countries and nations, but your personal life will be blessed if you apply the principles in the Word of God. That doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times. Doesn't mean you're, going to, you're not going to face death and, and all kinds of problems and situations because we live in a fallen world. Therefore, people are, you know, they have uh, uh, fallen attitudes and everything like that. But if you ever get into the Word of God, that can be corrected. But until... Those people do that, they're not going to change, so you're going to have issues with people. And the way I look at it, they don't know the Word of God, they're lost, they're on the way to hell. So I try to find opportunities to witness to these folks. And believe me, there, there's many opportunities that come about. You know, we just have to look for them, they're there. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. 1 John chapter 2, verses 19. And it says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. 
For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. In other words, is false followers. You have those that come for a while. They stay. Um, they don't. They don't read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. They don't apply anything. They don't meditate on the Word. They don't use the principles that's in the Word of God, and they're just there. But a lot of times, they're not hearing truth. They're only hearing the love of God and how wonderful everything is, but they don't hear that God is a holy God and a God of wrath, and he hates sin. And therefore, a lot of people say Ten Commandments are not in effect. Yes, they are. They never go away. God wrote them himself. He wrote it on our hearts. They're for eternity. Therefore, the Ten Commandments still apply, but we have Jesus Christ who came to be the sacrifice because we couldn't keep it. We couldn't. We can't save ourselves. We're too evil. So he came for the one-time sacrifice, but then we are to follow the Ten Commandments. And do what it says. You know, if you do the Ten Commandments, your life would be a whole lot better. You'll you will relieve yourself of all kind of issues and problems that come along. If you uh, don't take the Lord God's name in vain, you know, uh, do um, uh, look to the Sabbath, honor your father and your mother, that your life will be long. Um, even if they're not great parents, even if they're evil, you can still honor them. You know, even if you have to do it at a distance, but you can still have respect for them because they're your parents. You know? and uh, But still, follow what the Bible says. Honor your father and your mother that you may. Days will be long. Don't commit adultery. You know? Uh, don't steal, lie, you know? Uh, don't covet. That means wanting what somebody else has. We see a lot of that. Don't bear false witness. In politics, you see it all the time. Everybody lying on everybody else, you know, to get ahead or whatever, even in regular life. Not just politics, but regular life. You know, some jobs, people are always trying to stomp on other ones to get ahead and thinking that's the way to go. But in the long run, they may get ahead, but in the long run, it's going to destroy their life and others around them. So, let's just follow what the Word of God says. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. King James Version says this. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Whatever is in your heart, is going to come out. Mm -hmm. You know. When I hear some people. They say some crazy stuff. And I'm like. What did you just say? And, and you know they're lying. They're just making it up. You know. And I'm like. You know you're lying right? And they go. What do you mean? I'm like. I know for a fact. What you just said is a lie. You know. I'm, I was there. It's a lie. Oh you don't understand that. No. No, and I tell them, you know, all ours have the part of the lake of fire, which is worse than hell. You know, some of them understand that, some of them don't. But I'm like, dude, you know, who's going to believe you if you lie all the time? It's like the boy that cried wolf. You know, you keep lying, nobody's going to believe you. You know, 
Because I'm around a lot of people that lie all the time. I don't believe anything they say. And sometimes you got to decipher, like sift. Okay, uh, is this a lie? Is this the truth or whatever? They got a little, a little truth mixed with a lot of lie. And you got to decipher what's what. And it's crazy. Why not just tell the truth? Then you don't have to keep up with all the lies. And you just become, what happens is when you lie so much, you can't keep up with it. Then people look at you like you're a fool. Because nobody believes you anymore. You just killed yourself. Your character shot. Nobody ever believe you again. Romans chapter 7. Verse 7 says this. It's Paul speaking. The NIV version. New International Version. The law and sin. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless. I would not have known what sin was. Had it not been for the law. For mm -hmm. I would not have known what coveted. Coveting, coveting means, or really was, if the law had not said, you shall not covet. So it's the law lets us know what sin is, you know, that we've done wrong. The law shows us what we've broken, the laws that we've broken to God. Therefore, we know we're guilty. Therefore, we know we need Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 through 9 says this in the international version. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not work so that no one could boast. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. A lot of people want to buy it. There's going to be people in hell. There's going to be hollering and screaming saying, why did you make it so easy? I wanted to work for it. You got to go God's way. You have to go God's way. You can't go your own way. That's that's where sin came from. Because because Satan worked through a snake when he was talking to Eve in the garden. And he just twisted up what God said. He said, are you sure God says that you could eat that fruit? Are you positive? Are you sure? He said that because he didn't want Because it's a tree of knowledge. And if you eat that, you'll have all this knowledge. But he left out all the curses that come with it. He knew what that was about. Mm -hmm. And then, but the sad part is, then she talks to, to Adam about it. And he just joins in. He could have said no, and he could have redeemed the whole thing, but he didn't. He fell right in there with it. He did, I tell you. <laughs> uh, Hebrews chapter 9 through 27. He knew in a national version, NIV. And you say, well, why don't you use the King James? I do use King James, but reality is in the, the day and time we live in, most people, not all, but most people are biblically illiterate. And King James is hard for them to understand at the moment. It's because I had to start with a modern version. When I came in, all they had was the living Bible. I had to use that to understand what the Bible. Then later on, I got into the King James. But I'm trying to make the Bible simple for people to understand. Because if you don't understand it, it's not going to help you. So I'm trying to make it simple. Because I'm a simple dude. You know? I'm just simple, man. What you see is what you get. Not pretty. But, you know, I'm tolerable, <laughs> I guess. Anyways. <sighs> so Hebrew, Hebrews 9.27 
Just as people are destined to die once, and after that, they face judgment. When you die, then you face judgment. It's appointed, according to the King James says, it's appointed once for man to die, and then judgment. So, your body will be in the ground, but your soul, your spirit, your soul, will either be in heaven or hell, right, right away. You, soon, as you, soon as you die, your body goes to the ground, but your, your spirit soul is going to be put into one of those two places. It's up to you whether you accept Christ or reject Christ. God gives you free will to decide. Mm. He doesn't want robots. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 to 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 12 to 15. New International Version. Um, the topic is Satan deceives as an angel of light. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, or false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Verse 15, it is not surprising then if his servants also masquerades as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. So in other words, punishment. If you die that way, in that behavior, you're rejecting Christ. And you're taking on sin. Sin has punishment. You will be punished. Anyone who just who rejects Christ and goes that direction, goes the direction of evil, will be punished, and for eternity if you do not repent. <clears throat> the authority of Scripture in God's Word, Isaiah chapter fifty-three. The future suffering of Christ. The law is perfect, holy, just, and good. God is perfect, holy, just, and good. First the natural, then the spiritual. Give law to the proud and grace to the humble. Conscience means with knowledge. This is just a little commentary about 53. Uh, you can go to Acts chapter 17, 30. says this in the King James. In the times of his ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Colossians chapter 3, 5, modern idolatry. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Colossians 3, 5. Uh, Colossians 3 1 tells us seek those things which are above where Christ is in verse 5 we're told to put to death the passions that come from below fornication and cleanliness passion and evil desire then the Lord added the sin of greed or covetousness to the list calling it idolatry this was the commentary part but you see we all make um, we've all at one time or another have created a God in our own image that ourselves 
who accepts all of our sins. That means we can do anything and it's fine. Somehow we're going to heaven. It's okay. You know, even though you don't know anything. Remember, let me let me put this across to you. If you had a complete stranger come to your house and knock on your door, they're knocking on that door, and they got a suitcase, and you open the door and says, can I help you? They go, yes, I've just decided I'm going to start living here from now on because I think this is a great place to be. And I'm coming on in. And you're going to say, you need to move on. You've lost your mind. I don't know you. Well, if you think you're not going to know anything about God, you, re you refuse to read God's word, the Bible. So therefore, you're not going to know what to do or what God's about or anything else. And you think you're going to heaven, you're fooling yourself. Because God says clearly in the word, when he meets these people, and, and, and those who are pretending to be Christians, he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Uh -huh. and you'll be put into the lake of fire, which is worse than hell. And I'm telling you, that's just, it's simple to understand. But people want, people like to live in fantasy land. You know, I've learned that. People love fantasy land. They want to think somehow, some way, my fantasy is going to happen. So you want to stake your eternal security on your fantasy. Seriously? Really? Can you live in fantasy in this world? No. If you do, you're going to, you're going to have an insane life if you even live long. Because if you don't work, you're not going to eat. You know? Um, if you don't do certain things so you can have a roof over your head and a place to live and all this and if you just go out there and say I'm just going to let someone take care of me which I mean the government does do that but it's like slavery I'm telling you it's like slavery you don't want that so get out of your fantasy land and let's get into reality if you want to know what is truth it's the word of God. Jesus Christ came. God in the flesh came to make a one-time sacrifice so that we can put our trust in him as a parachute. And all you got to do is read the word. Uh, let me read you these last couple of scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. It's like the last page, last couple pages. The New King James Version. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, <coughs> excuse me, uh, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, no sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, uh, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, no extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. When you come to Christ, God will change you if you allow him to. And you can come out from all this stuff.
In Revelation chapter 21 and 8, the New King James Version says this, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If you want to avoid hell, it don't matter whether you believe there's a hell or not, there's still a hell. When you go to court and you stand before a judge, it don't matter whether you believe there's a jail. It don't matter whether you believe there's any prison. It doesn't matter where you believe you're going to be put there. If you've committed a crime, guess what's going to happen? The judge is going to sentence you to jail. And you're going to prison for breaking the law. God, where do you think judges and laws came from? The Bible. You know who set that up? Moses. Um, if you read the, uh, the book of Exodus and all, it says in there where uh, his, his father-in-law came because he was doing all the judging. Moses was doing all the judging and had all these people. He was wore out. He was wearing everybody else out. And he says, get godly men, let the people from the different uh, tribes pick godly men to do, like to go over tens, Tens of, uh, like uh, maybe 10 people, 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever, to relieve him of all this. That's where he get judges from. And all, everything's from the word of God. And when you, and God's a holy judge. We're going to stand before him. He's a holy, righteous judge of the universe, the creator, the everything. And you will stand before him. It don't matter whether you believe in him or not. It don't, but... It's kind of like if you don't believe in gravity and you get on a 10-story a building, and you said, I don't believe in gravity, I'm just going to jump. When you jump, gravity is taking effect and you go splatter on the ground. It don't matter whether you believe it or not, it's still there and it's going to kill you. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe. It is what it is. So I'm telling you now, look, listen, listen closely. Repent of your sins. Have you lied? Have you stolen? What do you call someone that who lies? A liar. What do you call someone who steals? A thief. Have you ever looked at a person with lust or in a sexual way? It's called uh, to Christ. He said that's adultery. You've already committed into your heart. Um, have you ever taken? God's name in vain or use God's word as a cuss word? God's name as a cuss word? Um, it's called blasphemy. So right there, these few Ten Commandments, this is what, four? So you're uh, if you've done all this and you'll be considered a lying, thieving, adulterate heart who blasphemes God. And blaspheming in the Old Testament to the Jews, you were immediately stoned for saying anything against God. So you've already committed these. So we already know we're guilty. Every one of us are guilty. So what you need to do, what did Jesus do for guilty sinners? He died on the cross for our punishment. And before he died, he said, it is finished. That means he's paid the price. Now you can come by faith and believing. But you must have a sorrowful spirit. It's called a contrite spirit, knowing you've broken God's law. Then you need to 
repent of your sins, ask God to forgive you of all your sins, and then transfer the trust from yourself to God, like you would a parachute if you were jumping out of a plane that's about to crash, and you're going to put that on the trust in it to save your life. You do the same thing, putting your trust in Christ to save you from the judgment to come. And then once you do that, find a good Bible-believing church. But the main thing is, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Meditate on it and apply it to your life. And stop sinning. And if you do, if you get weak and fail, repent again and keep going and ask God to help you and keep working on not sinning. And you shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, in the King James Version, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13 says this. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesses is made of salvation. In verse 13, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do it. Do it today.